Hi, I'm Elizabeth and this is Ben. Hello. And we are here for episode zero of Pratt Chat, a chat show where we talk about the works of Terry Pratchett and not a show where two Pratts chat. No one would want to listen to that. No. No, this is going to be a monthly book club style podcast. We're going to tell you which Terry Pratchett book we're going to read in advance so you can read it and be in on the conversation when you listen to the next episode. Absolutely. And get involved ahead of time. Let us know how you're tracking with the books, favorite quotes, that kind of thing. Now, Liz, we've both been reading Terry Pratchett books for a while. Mm. Why don't we tell the listeners about how we got into them? Well, mine's a bit of a a start and a stop sort of story Mm. with lots of S's. Um, I was in my late teens and I got recommended the series by a friend just sort of out of the blue. So I did what any normal person would do and stumbled into the library and just pulled one of the 40 plus books off the shelf and went, this will do. And unfortunately, the book I pulled off the shelf was The Fifth Elephant, which if you're familiar with it, you'll know it's it's quite deep into the series already. And if you're not familiar with it, then you'll understand exactly how I, I felt. As I say, it was full of scones and dwarves and characters that I'd never heard of. It's like coming in at season four of Game of Thrones. Pretty much. Or um, stumbling into a party where everyone's already a little bit drunk and they all know each other really well. Perhaps they went to school together, they're doing in-jokes, and you're just kind of off to one side going... Is it all right for me to laugh or should I just go home? But you somehow persevered. How did you get back into the party? Well, um, with the books, I just sort of pride steered me through. I'm like, I'm going to read all of this and then I'm going to go back to the library and do a better think, read the blurbs, see which one seems more appealing to me for the next one. And after that, it was a bit more smooth sailing. So it was, yeah, like patting the dog. Having a bit of a break, going outside, coming back in, finding someone who seemed a bit more approachable. Exactly. Yeah, good, good. And how how did you get into the series? Well, my mum actually got me into them because I read the works of Douglas Adams when I was far too young to understand most of the jokes. I read all the Hitchhiker's books, the Dirk Gently books, everything that he'd written at that stage. And I really wanted to read more, but Douglas Adams famously is not very prolific. Mm. So my mum went into a bookshop and said what would you recommend for someone who likes Douglas Adams? And they recommended Terry Pratchett. They said this is the first Discworld book, so she brought home a copy of The Colour of Magic. So you started with the Rincewind books and you still kept reading them? Oh, I knew this would come up. Yes, yes, I started with the Rincewind books. Oh. And I loved Rincewind. Rincewind being one of the main characters uh, from the first few Discworld books who pops up in several of the others as well. He's a failed wizard um, from the uh, Unseen University, which is a like a college or university for wizards. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was great. I really enjoyed him. Yeah, he is great. It's just the books he's in are not as exciting as the rest of them. Like, they're not as compelling. I found it, like, they, they come with a lot of their own, like, emotional luggage. For If we're going to... I see what you did yes, there. Yes, yes. Maybe we should have a footnote there. Liz mentioned footnotes because Terry Pratchett loves footnotes. They're a big part of his books and they're always hilarious. And just to explain the thing about the emotional luggage... The luggage is a character in the books, basically a big suitcase with a lot of legs. They're not as fun to read. They're not quite the same feeling as the rest of the series. Look, that is fair. The first two books are very much a pastiche or a parody of a very specific kind of high fantasy, like the kind of stuff that you'd find in, in Conan or, um, you know, Farford and the Grey Mouser, like those sort of early sword and sorcery kind of books. And so they are very different in tone to the rest of the series. But I I still love them enough that I I read them, enjoyed them, and kept reading. And I read basically all of the Discworld books in order um, up until I think around the the 20 or 30 of them. Um, Yeah, probably at least until about the 30th one. 
So we're going to be reading them all again for this series. So I guess I, I could have my mind changed on Rincewind when I revisit them. Like it's been over 10 years, perhaps my tastes have changed, but I'm, I'm quite pessimistic about it, to be honest. Yeah, well, look, you never know what might happen. But we do want to stress, though, that even if you haven't read the books before, we want to make sure you feel able to enjoy this podcast. And if you're reading them for the first time and you'd like to read them along with someone else, that could be us. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you feel included. So we should talk a bit about the books in general, Liz. Yeah, so they're a satirical comedy series. Um, there's over 40 of them of the exact series, but there's also a lot of books that are spin-offs as well. Like ben, do you want to go into a bit about what Discworld itself is or like what the books are about? Sure. So it's a, it's a comedy fantasy series. It's all set on the one world, which is called the Discworld. Not so much by the inhabitants. They usually just refer to it as the Disc. And it's called the Discworld because it literally is... A disc. It's a flat disc of a world which sits on the back of four elephants, which are themselves standing on the back of an enormous turtle that flies or swims through space. And that's literally true um, on the disc world. And that has sort of weird repercussions for the way the world works. Um, And it is a world of magic, of wizards, of monsters, of trolls and dwarves. Um, and weird other creatures, but mostly, and I think this is one of the reasons why it's still so popular, it's really about people. And it's why so many of the things are familiar that you wouldn't expect to be. Mm. It's an interesting combination of that kind of high fantasy concept where there's wizards and witches and magic, but also very down-to-earth stuff about what it's just like being a person. And there's a question about, is it a utopia, is it a dystopia, or is it just a... I don't know, a, a peer? A topia. A topia. Yeah. It's a topia. It's a topia. <laughs> yeah. Though I do have an argument for it being a bit better than how things are. Here. Oh, right. But we'll get into that another day. I will enjoy hearing that when we mm. get up to the books where that becomes relevant. Mm. Now, we had a, a quite a long discussion about. Discussion which is book. a kind way to put it. Well, okay, we've had a a drawn-out fight uh, over the last few months, um, delaying the start of the podcast, if I'm perfectly honest, about which book we should start with. Uh, And so we both decided we've got a sort of a a favorite contender, Mm -hmm. and we put that out there to the public as a poll so that you, the listeners or potential listeners, could decide which one you wanted us to start with. Liz, you put forward, um, well, maybe I'll start because I put forward the traditional choice. Yeah. Because even though I love those first couple of books, I recognize that they're not necessarily the best introduction to the world. They are very different in tone. And like a lot of people, I would probably recommend reading Mort, the fourth book in the series, because it's the first one that really feels like the other Discworld books. And also it introduces, for the first time in a lot of detail, one of the most important characters in the books, the anthropomorphic personification of death himself. So the Grim Reaper big skeleton in a big robe with a scythe. But the Discworld version is kind of a bit different to traditional depictions of death. And that's why he works as a character. So without saying too much about that mm. to, to sort of preempt the full episode, um, he's a great character, very important to the series. And that book has that definite Discworld feel to it. So I'm going to suggest Mort as the first book in the series that feels like the rest of the series. And I put forward Men at Arms, which has a bit of a personal angle as well as a easing people in angle. So I know it is a bit later in the series, but it is one of the, the strong strong books from the Guard series. So it features my favorite character, Sir Samuel Vimes. Um, the I'm not sure at what stage of police he's in there. I struggle to keep track, actually, because he's just so so prolific in his promotions. But um, but yeah, so I chose this one because I think it's a good way for people who might not be familiar with fantasy or satire to get into the series because arguably the guards or the police are the most 
familiar seeming characters in the series. So we can kind of see through them more of the fantastical elements without having to jump straight into scones and obscure things. I think that's a really, it's a fair, it's a fair idea. I think mm. that's good because they are, they're very, they're very human. The Vimes and the other guards, um, yeah, they, I think they're very popular for a very good reason. Like, sure, there are like the occasional werewolf, but for the most part, they're very familiar. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, look, we tallied all the results, and we've asked the famous computer from the world of the Discworld, uh, known as Hex, uh, to tally them up and let us know. So, Hex, which book are we going to be reading for the first episode of Pratchett? The winner by 56 votes to 50 is Men at Arms. Well, i got to say congratulations, Liz. You've won the people over. We're going to be reading Men at Arms first. Is there anything you'd like to tell people about the book before we go into it? So I do have to confess that during the debating stage of this, um, Ben did win me over with Mort a little bit, so I'm quite excited to reread that a bit down the line. But I'm more excited, of course, about reading Men at Arms again because, as I've said, it's a real. I love the guards as a storyline, but I also feel that this is a great introduction because it introduces so many of the different storylines from the Discworld series but all banded together in one cohesive group. So it doesn't feel very expositional. It's just an easy way in. And it is set in Ankh-Morpork, the yeah. enormous city in the middle of the disc, which is the setting of so many of the books and such a vibrant and important and exciting setting with so many different bits and people going on. So it, that's also a good place to start. It's just like a taster plate, kind of. You get a bit of everything without too intense a plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. I think that's a good choice. All right, well, well I'm going to enjoy reading it again as well. It's been a long time since I've read it. Uh, We'll be reading that and coming back with a special guest who we will announce when we have confirmed who it is uh, in the lead up to that episode being released on the 8th of November because we plan to release each episode on the 8th of the month because 8 is the magic number Mm. on the Discworld. So we'll be looking forward to seeing you then. Happy reading. Happy reading. Enjoy Men at Arms. Ah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs)